Welcome back into another episode of Tide Talk Live. Joined as always by my good buddy Jake Thomas. Jake, what's happening, brother? Man, it's it's uh it's so good, you know, been a great week. And uh we got a big football game coming this weekend and a lot of of faces gonna be down in Tuscaloosa this weekend. So uh I'm excited and uh it's the weekend, brother. How about you? Oh man, I'm 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 looking forward to to the matchup between Alabama and Texas A&M, and there's there's a lot of good SEC matchups now that the mm-hmm. the SEC season is really rolling. The the matchups are hot and heavy every weekend, so it's a lot of fun to watch those matchups. And we're going to be talking about Alabama and Texas A&M in just a minute. But as always, uh, we want to hear from you guys. Jump in the comment section, drop your score predictions for Alabama and A&M, and uh, if you're not already, hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell. And give this video a thumbs up. And and you can also, you know, if YouTube is not your thing, you can still find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, just wherever you find podcasts, you can find us there as well. Uh, Jake, before we dive into AM real quick, uh, Alabama gets the big win on the road at Arkansas, despite losing Bryce Young early in that contest. Uh, just quickly in a couple minutes, uh, just give us your thoughts on on what happened uh, in Fayetteville last weekend. Uh yeah, you know, I was really happy with the game plan. I mean, I think this was one of Bill O'Brien's best call games this year, especially. Uh, you know, even before Bryce went out, we had a we had a solid attack, and then when Bryce went out, unfortunately, we kind of changed and and started running the ball, and we started running effectively. And, and I think that has a couple of things to do. I knew they weren't going to be able to keep Gibbs, you know, uh, in check all season. And he kind of been in, he's kind of been in check all season, but he's finally getting his rhythm a little bit. Jalen Milrow brings in a different, you know, you know, a running style different than Bryce because he can actually run the ball very effectively. We saw that when he broke out a seventy-three yard run or something like that. Um, and, and and the offensive line has improved greatly, you know, each and every week. And and uh, Tyler Booker, man, is becoming a stud. You know, I don't I, – I, he could take over a guard position. You know, it seems like he's fisting to uh, – on, and he's just a true freshman. So, I was glad to see it. Defense is playing great. Uh, third quarter, outside of the third quarter, you know, I have no complaints on, on this Alabama team. Yeah, it was really a weird game. Obviously, when mm-hmm. Bryce Young goes down, the, the star of, of the Alabama offense and really kind of the the – the leader of this team, you know, you got Will Anderson as well, but but Bryce is really the face of the program outside of Nick Saban at the moment. And uh, when he goes down, there's a lot of uncertainty. And you know, Alabama really didn't blink, to, to be honest, and until right. that third quarter happened. And you know, a lot of things kind of went against Alabama in that third quarter. They, you know, Arkansas gets the onside kick. That's so hard to do. Alabama just has a crazy snap on a punt that mm-hmm. that gives Arkansas the ball inside the five. So, you know, there's ten points that that happen right there, Jake. That you know, you take away those ten points in that contest, and Alabama just completely demolishes Arkansas. So, mm-hmm. it was just really a strange game. I thought, considering the circumstances, Miro did a really good job uh, filling in for Bryce Young, and and you know. We'll talk about what's going to happen this next week here in just a minute. But I was proud of the way Milrow played. And you talked about the offensive line and how well they they continue to develop each and every week. And, you know, Jameer Gibbs, he, he showed what we thought he would be right. at Alabama, just the explosive playmaker. Uh, anytime he gets his hands on the ball, he has a chance to take it to the house. And when when you have that kind of back, uh, you know, it's you're, you're a dangerous offense. And, uh, I was really excited to see Gibbs, you know, come alive in that four, fourth quarter. But I want to make a point real quick. 
going into the Arkansas game, there was a lot of talk, even by Alabama fans, by analysts uh, from locally and nationally, that the, that the Alabama rushing game was not that great. Jake, do you realize that heading into the Arkansas game, Alabama was tenth in the country in rushing offense? I didn't realize that, but that you know that that's that's interesting. Okay, and and all all everybody has talked about all year long, and rightfully so, was how dominant Arkansas was on the ground. You know yeah. where Arkansas was ranked going into that game last week? They was in top ten, I think. They were one yeah. spot ahead of Alabama. I think they averaged yeah. seven yards more game than Alabama did in, mm -hmm. in entering last week's contest. Yeah. So it was a false narrative, much like it is right. a majority of the time about an Alabama football team. Just because it looks different, people think it's not as dominant. It's just right. a different style of running. Gibbs is not a ground and pound guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, J Jace McClellan has proved he is a home run guy. Yeah. So it's a different type of running style than what maybe Alabama fans or, you know, analysts around the country are used to, but it's just as effective. And it's just as dominant as it's been in past seasons under Nick Saban, uh, Alabama-led team. So uh, the the narrative about the ground game was overstated, like most of the time it is right. in Alabama. Uh, so I wanted to get that off my chest real quick. <laughs> no, you good. I was really proud of the resili resiliency that the Alabama team showed because mm -hmm. not only did they lose Bryce Young, but they have that third quarter that was just horrendous. Yeah, and and, and they were able to battle back and and just you know, stay poised and make plays in the fourth quarter, which is what you want to do as a football team. And, you know, I was proud of the way they come out in that fourth quarter and just dominated Arkansas. And uh, it, it kind of gives you a little momentum heading into the next week. And and that's where we're going now, Jake, against Texas A&M. Of course, this game in the preseason was, you know, maybe the most talked about matchup of the entire college football season because not only was it Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher, not only was it, Alabama seeking revenge, but then you had the beef between Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher over NIL and and you know recruiting last year for, for Texas A&M. Uh, you know, a lot of that has kind of been uh, taken away due to injuries yeah. on, for both teams. Uh, Max Johnson's going to be out. All indications are that that Bryce Young is going to sit uh, Saturday night against Texas A&M, and Jalen Milrow will be that guy. So you know, maybe some of the star power might be gone from these two games, but. Jake, you know, another point is that A&M is just not looking like the A&M team that a lot of people thought they would be. A lot of people thought they would be undefeated at this point in the season uh, heading into this matchup with Alabama. And, you know, they're 3-2 and two and have looked really pedestrian, especially on the offensive side of the ball. So uh, this matchup, uh, though it's still very important for SEC rights and for revenge rights and maybe settling the Saban-Fisher feud, uh, it's lost a lot of its luster because – a&M has underperformed, but uh, as as we head into this matchup, Jake, how, how are you perceiving this matchup? What do you think is going to happen, and uh, how do you think Milrow is going to play if it is indeed Jalen Milrow who gets to start for Alabama at quarterback? Um, you know, Ed Saban said today, you know, there's been a lot of rat poison being talked about, you know, this week, and and he kind of called that a little bit. But I I, I think what's going to come out, we everybody knows about the revenge factor and all that. Alabama just going to play their game. We Milro is going to bring something different than Bryce does. Milro may not be as effective yet, pass as elite passer as as Bryce, but like I said earlier, he's more of a running threat, and I mean, and he can take off and and, and go. So, you know, if if he gets in situations where he needs to scramble out of the pocket, he's going to be able to do that. And and 
I, I still see our offense still clicking fine under Muro because we have both said before you take any three of our of our quarterbacks and we feel like they're all good enough to win a national championship. We know Bryce has already led us there. I think Muro, God forbid Bryce gets hurt, can do it, and I believe Ty Simpson can too. But uh, but anyway, I don't think there's going to be much of a, of an issue offensively. The only thing I wish and and I hope you know improves is man, we've got to catch better. I mean, our, we're we're getting butterfinger hands all over the field right now. We've got it. We've got to call that a little bit. I mean, there's a lot of talent out there. Kobe Prentice looks like he's fisting to to come alive. Uh, Isaiah Bond. I mean, he just caught a safety flat footed and just outran him the other day. So. You know, we had the talent there, but when it hits you in the hands, we just got to catch it. And defensively, real quick, you know, we talked about him week after week, but Jaheim Otis is just killing it on the inside, especially with, with the boy to be out right now. So having him come alive, it's great to see. And other than that, the defense is set. Yeah. You know, and people don't realize, people do realize this, but there a lot of people don't realize that losing a boy before the Arkansas game was massive blow to, was. to the defensive line. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, he was playing as good as any defensive lineman we had, mm-hmm. especially against the run, and not having him against Arkansas obviously made a little bit of an impact for, for Alabama. But and and hopefully, you know, a boy B gets a good report on his his neck injury. Uh, there's real mm-hmm. no, there's not really been an answer as to exactly what the injury is, but we uh, hope Justin recovers well because he was having a phenomenal yes. senior season, and uh, Alabama could use him along the defensive line. But, yeah, Jaheim Otis has been a stud, and, and I'm really happy w- where the defense is at right now. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and th- they just continue to get better and better each and every week. And mm-hmm. uh, th- this matchup is a little weird. You don't know who's going to play quarterback for, for, for Texas A&M. Is it going to be yeah. Haynes King? Is it going to be the freshman? You know, how do they handle that situation? What kind of offense does th- does it look like? And, and really the same can be said for Alabama because, like you right. mentioned, Milrow's a different player from from Bryce Young. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, he's, you know, the run that he made against Arkansas, there's like maybe three other quarterbacks in the world that can make that run. I mean, right. like, I'm thinking like maybe Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, mm-hmm. uh, Jalen Milrow. I mean, like, yeah, right. there, there's there's not many quarterbacks that can explode for, for a 77-yard run mm-hmm. uh, the way he did. So – it's just a different animal. And and now that he's had a whole week, you know, for, for Bill O'Brien and for Coach Saban and the other offensive coaches to kind of build a game plan around what Jalen Milrow does well and is comfortable doing, uh, you know, we, we might see a different type of Alabama offense. And I'm glad you mentioned Kobe Prentice and, and Isaiah Bond, Jake. I, I feel like they are the future of the position at yes. wide receiver for Alabama. They're mm-hmm. both explosive. Uh, you've seen Kobe with when he gets the ball in his hands and in the open field, it's over with. Same mm-hmm. with Isaiah Bond. Uh, he, he got over the top of the Arkansas defense. He tripped over, you know, the the hash mark, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> when, when he caught when he caught the ball, but yeah. uh, already had been a touchdown as well for him. But just uh, th- those two guys are the future of the position for Alabama, mm-hmm. and they're both explosive playmakers. And I, I expect to see more of those guys moving forward. and And I'm anxious to see how Milrow does in the passing game. What what kind of what kind of concepts are we going to be? What's the route tree going to look like with, with Jalen right. Milrow in at quarterback? And how comfortable is he? And how comfortable is Bill O'Brien calling plays for Milrow? Because you know this is really the first time that they've game planned for him. 
So it's going to look a lot different than what we've seen with Bryce Young at quarterback over the last year plus. So I'm excited if it is indeed Milrow. And, and I think Alabama fans are going to be, you know, happy with the way uh, Milrow performs in, in, in the contest. Yeah, I, I think, you know, it's his time to shine. And, and you know, it, it's crazy. You know, we, we always talk about, about guys being in programs for years. He's still a freshman. I know COVID year and all that, but my gosh, it seems like he's been down there like 10 years already. But, well, I mean, just, it, yeah, it's his yeah, time he's to just, shine. He's just in his second year. I mean, yeah. he's just in his second year as on, on campus at Alabama. Uh, and he, he's special. I had somebody yeah. I seen on Twitter – they said, uh, you know, you, you think you got Alabama because Bryce Young gets hurt, and then they put in Michael Vick at quarterback. And, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so it's yeah. just it's it's crazy how talent you can do. That guy is just oozing with talent. I mean, he looks like a linebacker at at a quarterback position play. I mean, it's incredible the athleticism yeah. he's right. got. I, I'm really excited to see what the game mm-hmm. plan looks like with Milrow at quarterback because, you know, you're really looking at the future of the Alabama program when, when right. if Jalen Milrow is, in fact, the guy who who trots out there to take the snaps for Alabama. But, uh, Jake, as we as we kind of wind this down, we both obviously, with, with the injuries that A&M has uh, at quarterback and, and at other positions and, uh, you know, their defense has not been as good as what people thought they would be this year. Uh, I know we obviously feel like Alabama is probably going to win this game. They're the better team, even without Bryce Young. Right. Uh, just quickly, how do you think the game is going to play out? And uh, and give us your score prediction. Yeah, you know, I, it may be a struggle only early on, just trying to get our our offense, you know, rolling a little bit with with the new packages and all that, and and again uh, some chemistry between Milrow and the wide receivers. But um, you know, I just you know and. and I don't want to sound mean and arrogant and all this, but A&M with Haynes King, we've already seen what's what's happened to him with, with him playing this year and it's not been good. And then you, the other option is a true freshman. And my gosh, you're going to try a true freshman out there in this environment. It, it's, it's a bad situation for A&M that they're in right now. So they're going to have to rely on that run game. Uh, I think his name is Arcane or Arcane. That's, that's, come alive here for them offensively they're going to rely on him a good bit uh to have even a shot and they're going to make some turnovers uh i just i just don't see how how they're going to generate enough to you know to win and uh i think alabama honestly uh the the spread i think it's like 25 and and i think even with milroe we could we still cover the spread and i think i'm i'm going with 39 to 10 okay yeah, mm-hmm. I kind of feel the same way as far as how the game plays out. For, for, for A&M to win this game or to even keep it close, a lot's going to have to go their way. Mm-hmm. Alabama's going to have to turn the ball over, commit a lot of penalties uh, on both sides of the ball, and, and just kind of play a sloppy game for it to really even be close and to give A&M a shot to win it in the fourth quarter. But right. uh, I, I'm with you. I, th- I think Milrow kind of finds his way a little bit you know, early on in the contest and kind of finds his, his rhythm and his groove and and gets comfortable in the game as the starter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but once they start to click, I, I think it's just going to be like a machine and they're going to start to crank out yardage and crank out points. And, you know, I think when it's all said and done, Alvin wins this game around 42 to 13. They mm-hmm. cover that big spread. They, they exact their revenge from last season's mm-hmm. defeat. And, uh, all is well in the world of college football in the SEC right. between Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher. <laughs> That's right, man. I'm excited. It's gonna be it's gonna be a great matchup, and uh, no, was on those lights, man. It's it's gonna be great down there. I hate I'm gonna miss it, but 
you know, it, we're going to be down there in a few weeks, though, for Mississippi State, and that's looking like it's going to be a good game. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. A lot, lot of good teams in the SEC this year. It's a, it's a yeah. really, really good league. And, uh, you know, you look at, you know, Missouri is you know, arguably the worst team in the league, and they, they gave Georgia all they wanted last week. So, yeah, uh, anything can happen any given week, and that could certainly happen in Album A&M as well. But I feel like with the the factor, Jake is just yeah. it's just too much. We we've seen this this over and over again. Uh, it's hard to beat Nick Saban twice in a row. It is, it is. So I mean, Kirby hadn't even done it yet. So you know, yeah. But uh, but that's gonna wrap it up. If if that if you ain't got anything else to add, Jake, yeah, uh, I'm good. We both feel, both feel like Alabama's gonna win and win win handily. Uh, but we want to hear from you. Jump in the comments and drop your school predictions right now so we can interact with you there and you know kind of give you a thumbs up and and uh just kind of you know chat back and forth there in the comment section but mm -hmm. uh if you're not already hit that subscribe button hit that notification bell and give this video a thumbs up but that's going to wrap it up thank you so much for watching and until next time roll tide roll tide without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.